Often when we welcome people who come here for the first time and everything starts, you hear the bells, you see the robes and the walking and the silent time in sitting, many questions arise. First of all, it's not the usual way that we are introduced to that what is new in our lives in education, in getting to know people, there's always introductions, 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 so we know what to expect. But in this practice, it's quite deliberate that people are just being put in the middle of it. No expectations, some kind of anticipation probably, but not knowing what to expect. And that actually points to one of the most important teachings of this practice. Because this is how our lives are. When you look at your own life and you recall a point where you thought you had it all figured out and you would know what happens next, life shows us different different options, not options. It doesn't leave us a choice. And things that happen just happen. So from that point of view, this is the best introduction to what we call Zen practice. Sometimes people might ask practitioners who come here, oh, what are you doing tonight? Well, I'm going to meditate. Oh, that sounds really nice. But what do we think meditation is? And what kind of understanding do we find in many places about what meditation ought to be? Of course, there are many different flavors of meditation practices. And they are from all the various traditions that we encounter around the world, from the Judeo-Christian roots, from the roots of native people of various continents and also from East Asian roots, from India, from China, Japan. Wherever you go, where you find human beings, you will find some kind of meditation practice. And in our world, in the Western culture, often meditation falls into the realm of relaxation and things like that. And that's fine. There are techniques to feel better, to calm down, to unwind. And there's nothing wrong with that. Then yoga was introduced into the Western world, which helps us connect with our body. And develop some presence with where we are with our body, combined together with meditative approach. Of course, when we sit here, we assume an asana, we assume a posture. At the same time, we allow our mind to clear, but not necessarily just to clear to feel better or to be more relaxed, 
but ultimately it is meant to bring us to a place where we can be present with what is. When we sit down in the beginning and we don't move, we meet ourselves in a very different way than during the day where we run around at work, at school, at home, task-oriented or driven by urges, instincts, wishes. Settling down without having to go anywhere, having to follow any specific thought or having to accomplish any specific task is what opens us up to be more present with whatever comes our way. It's like lying in a summer meadow looking up into the sky and seeing the clouds go by without being interested in holding on to them or blowing them away. And sometimes we see shapes in the clouds and that can be quite interesting. And similarly, we learn when we sit here to experience our thoughts that way. They come, we acknowledge them, and we let them go. Yet we are still here, not asleep, but wide awake. With that develops a capacity of openness that allows our intuition to sense and to know in a different way than knowing that is derived from deduction or from cognitive ways of approaching our life. And we all know this. We all long for that kind of presence that absorbs us completely while not isolating us or cutting us off from that what is in us and around us. When you hug a person who you deeply love, might it be your parent? Might you be the parent? Might it be your partner? In that moment of the full embrace, who is hugging whom? Where is everything? A complete unification of everything that exists. In that very moment, everything disappears into that hug. But only a few split seconds later, consciousness and self-consciousness returns. Oh, I'm so glad to see you. We return into the world that is separated between subject and object. So Zen practice where we sit down in Zazen and follow our breath with our eyes open, with our ears open, our mind open, and our heart open, is not a shutting down, a cutting off, a marginalizing of this or that that we do not want to encounter, but quite in the opposite. It is getting to the point of being, and I use this word 
now not lightly but specifically in communion with what is it's not one-sided but embracing what comes and as we all know from our lives there are things that come we find pleasurable pleasant joyful but there's an equal amount of events of feelings that we as an individual experience as hurtful, as painful, as sad. Yet, when we develop the capacity to fully be there with what is, that is the ability that we develop to truly live through joys and sorrows fully without rejection, resistance, clinging to what we like and pushing away of what we don't like. No beliefs are necessary to do any practice like that. And certainly this practice does not claim it is a panacea or suited well for it. Everybody, if you have truly the guts to sit down and to face yourself as you are and to encounter your life in its full spectrum and therefore live it with your full engagement, then this kind of practice might be interesting to you. While tonight you see the lab setting where everything is safe, and we wear our lab coats. This is where we experiment and where we get deeper in an environment we can trust. Yet what we take from here, the ability to be present, to be not constricted by our fears, by our opinions, by our unrealized biases that we often have that we are meant to take out into our daily lives can you ever recall a moment in your lives where you after it's gone you said to yourself oh i wish i could have been more open about it i wish i could have just reached out but you realize that at the moment when the encounter happened you were held back by opinions, cultural assumptions, beliefs, but deeply you felt that you as a human being could have just let those not constrict you and do the right thing. And I think we all had moments like that in our lives. When you sit here and engage in this practice, in the end you free yourself from the self-imposed limitations that often lead us to discriminate, that often lead us to take actions that we later regret or that have effects on society that overall are not beneficial. Try it out. There are no guarantees. The only thing that we can guarantee is that when you sit long enough, you will become physically uncomfortable. There begins the facing 
the side of ourselves that we try to avoid when that discomfort appears and when we can learn how to work with it and how to see how a physical sensation turns into discomfort. I personally found it to be very interesting. It's been over 35 years that I have been investigating this life in this manner. And not to this day have I encountered any day where there wasn't some surprising, fascinating, awakening encounter with the world for which I would always be deeply grateful. No beliefs are necessary. No robes are necessary. Only openness. That's my general introduction to what Zen practice is. Formal Zen practice as it was transmitted from India to China, from China to Japan, and then from Japan here to the United States. Of course, adds some cultural factors to it and some words and teachings. Yet, the important thing that I want you to take from here is the knowledge that first comes your experience of what is. And all the words, all the teachings that we visit here and there came after someone having had that experience. The intent of those teachings and words are not to be a dogma or something to be taken as a fixated belief. They are just, once you had the experience, ways for you to understand and share with other people the points of view, the various facets of one large multifaceted diamond, where each of us as a human being is one of those facets and reflects that light that permeates everything, that energy of life, however you would want to name it. Each of us reflects it in a very special and unique way, like nobody else. So be careful after this sitting when you move. It's not meant for you to fall flat on your face. Be safe when you get up or just stay down until your legs begin to cooperate. Zen must be practical. Life must be lived. Not 80, not 90, not 95%, but fully. <laughs>